You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going well. First time we've chatted this year without any games on the horizon. So there's a congrats to the Rams, and now it's dynasty season in a big way, huh? Absolutely. A little little bittersweet, certainly. We uh, we we love the games. It's it it's you know it's why we're here right sure, but sure. uh the off season for us dynasty players is uh, certainly not a bad thing either uh i know we started our rookie review series or rookie profile series yesterday with a couple of the top players uh we'll get into uh we'll get into more of those in the coming episodes in the coming weeks uh matt we were talking before we before we hit record, we're both going to be in Indianapolis for the Combine. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that here in uh, basically about two weeks from today, really, is is uh, is when that really gets kicked off. So it is certainly rookie time. A month from now, we'll be gearing up for free agency. Obviously, we'll be covering that uh, from all angles as well. So this is certainly dynasty season, if it wasn't already. Matt, with with that kind of in mind, I want I wanted to ask you, the Super Bowl's over. Like I said, even if you weren't in off season mode before, if you just wanted to sit back and enjoy the playoffs, uh, it, it's off season time now. It's it's dynasty season. What are you doing specifically with your dynasty teams right now to help you get ready for that off season? Yeah, it's it's a good question because I, I I think a lot of that depends on. How many teams do you have? I know you sure. have a lot, you know, and I have less than you. I have seven, I think it is now. And frankly, I've cut I, mine way down. Have you? Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting close to your number now. Okay. And I still get confused. Who do I have on each team and all that right, too? So right. I, I think this is kind of for me, and most people listening don't do this for a living like I do either. So I can kind of change my tune of all my, all my football evaluations in general I'm not looking forward to any games. I'm not breaking down how they're going to get Aaron Donald, you know, blocked and things like that. And it's just kind of inventory time for my team. So hmm. actually this morning, it's coincidence that we were talking about this. I went through, this is just step one of one thing I did is I went through, I went to every team at their, at their respective website and I put three or four names just on the trade block, you know, just let people know I'm out there still, you know, I'm just you know, kind of, maybe it'll draw some flies and we'll start some conversations and, Probably sooner than later, I'll start looking at other teams' rosters and some targets and start throwing some stuff out there that way, too. Yeah, no, a lot of people are still just uh, just kind of getting to know their own teams a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, for, for many of us, it might have been um, it, it might have been six or eight weeks almost since we have submitted a lineup. So, you know, maybe there's a chance you haven't even uh, – you haven't even looked at your team lately. And, and again, like you said, if you've got several dynasty leagues, several teams that you are running, you may have forgotten not only who's on your, on your specific team, but kind of the state of the team. Are right. you a contender? Are you rebuilding? Uh, what, what needs to happen this off season? So, and one of them uh, I went to, I'm like, boy, I thought this team was better than I remember uh, it being better than it was. I got more work to do here than I thought. 
Well, I mean, our, our whole, uh, whether it should or shouldn't, that, that's, that can be argued. But our, our perception shifts, you know, as soon as that offseason clock begins and we start focusing more on who are, our, who are the young players, who are the guys that are showing up high in ADP and how many points they're putting up on a weekly basis uh, doesn't, doesn't matter as much. Um, right, right, right. And again, that, that can certainly be argued. Uh, as to the the right way to look at your team at this point in the year, but uh, it, it does change things. So you're you're right. Teams that uh, maybe even were playoff teams now don't look so great, and, mm-hmm. and you're not so happy with them. Quick question for you: Do you ever fall victim to this? Like the first time you go look at it again after stepping away for during the NFL playoffs, and you go, "Oh man, I'm too old. I got I got to get younger." Because I, I, I bet a lot of people out there fall victim to that. And the immediate thought is, dump all my old guys, you know, and that might not be the right move. Oh, sure. I mean, I think that's, I think that's very common. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think many, many times that mindset is going to be a mistake. Right. If for no other reason than all of those players, as of, as of yesterday, as of when the, when the seconds clicked off on, on Sunday night, those players all lost value. Right. And, yeah. And good point. We know that's the case. We've talked about uh, talked about it on here over the years. Uh, that the ideal time to trade those veterans, it's not in the off season. Certainly not early in the off season. Uh, so no, hang hang on to those guys unless you're just in a in a total rebuild. Uh, their their value will increase uh, in, in many cases. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's kind of what I do with my teams. Make sure I'm okay. I'm caught up. I'm up to speed on what I think of each team, and really what we've been doing on on this podcast over the past few weeks is looking at every single team. And one of the things we talked about with a lot of them are uh, players we would be buying or selling in, in a kind of a general dynasty situation. That's exactly what I tried to do. Look at every single NFL team. Start thinking about what they're going to look like next year. Of course, that uh, that brings into account free agency and uh, draft picks and, and all of those things, uh, which, again, we, we tried to cover for you over the past few weeks. Start thinking about what those teams might look like, who are the players you would want to buy or sell, and then start making offers. If you know you need a quarterback, you need a tight end in a certain league, think about that buy and sell target list. Go there. Use that as kind of uh, a Bible early in this offseason to uh, get those talks started. Like like Matt, like you said, Matt, just um, you know, send, sending some offers, sending some, uh, some guys to the trade block letting everybody else in the league know you're you're ready to deal. Yeah, at least let everyone get that email, you know, Williamson has these guys to trade, you know. At least make other people in the league start thinking about it again as well. Uh, one question for you, too, since you had so many teams, do you find yourself in, I don't know, between now and the NFL draft, acquiring a lot of, sto- a lot of shares of the same player? Um, yeah, well, I try to, right. If there, if there's a player that I decide is is someone I want to target, um, in a, in a lot of situations, it, I don't even consider my team needs, right. If, if I decide, I think, I think this player is going to break out, um, or or is in for a big year, you know, Chase Claypool was my guy this time last year. I, I, 
but after we can Patty talk Young. about how yeah we can talk about how that went but um kind of like the year before when you went after juju what what is it about that? <laughs> Maybe maybe I'm hanging around you too much. I would That's say maybe problem. you should get somebody that knows something about the Steelers to help you out. You know, whatever. whatever. Uh, <laughs> I can't help myself. Anyway, anyway, but yeah, once I lock in uh, on a player, I'm trying. If if I truly believe in that player and, and expect a big year, then I'm trying to acquire him regardless of situation, whether it's a team need or not, uh, because I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to build up as much value as much equity in that team in that team as I can Makes sense. so even if I'm if I'm already stacked at wide receiver and, and I love Claypool for a breakout year I'm still going to try to uh, try to acquire him yeah I, I look at it as the thought of this guy cost me 75 cents but I'm pretty sure he's gonna cost a buck in a couple months right and that's you know. that's exactly what we should be doing when you when you go through those teams and whether you do it team by team or you look at uh, different positions or you're just looking at at the teams in your own dynasty league that's what you should be doing not just who do you like uh, or or who are you ready to move on from but who do you expect to gain value in the coming months in the coming uh, year even because you know investing in those players now will help you to profit later yeah good point Matt, as I said, we are uh, beginning our Rookie Profile series. I know Marcus and Kate covered Traylon Burks yesterday. Uh, he looks like he's the favorite to be the 101 in rookie drafts in the oh, early man. going. But this is going to be this is going to be kind of a weird year because here we are. Uh, the 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 games are over now. We're fully moving forward and looking. At, at these incoming rookies. And, and usually by now we have a pretty good idea of who is going to be the 101. That's not the case this year. I, I, I know Burks certainly gets a lot of love uh, and that's, that's all deserved. I'll, I like him a lot as well. Uh, the, the player we're going to be talking about today is Isaiah Spiller. I, I think he's in the conversation. Brees Hall is in the conversation. And then if you're talking about a super flex league, there's a couple of quarterbacks at least that we can mix in. So it's it's going to be a fun couple of months just trying to figure out where these guys uh, really belong in, in rankings and ADP and, and ultimately in our own dynasty rookie drafts. So, Matt, when we come back, we will kick off that conversation with Isaiah Spiller. There might be less football being played, but betonline.net has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scores totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land bet online is the number one spot for all things nfl betting in 2022 and it's not just football i mean betonline.net's basketball hockey boxing ufc odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Matt, we're back. We're talking Isaiah Spiller today, kicking off our version of the rookie profile for the uh, 2022 class. Of course, Spiller is a junior from Texas A&M, the running back, just 20 years old. I know that is one thing a lot of people like about him, that he is uh, he, he's on the young side. A big guy, 6'1", 225 pounds. You know, I thought this was interesting as I was 
uh, reading up on Spiller years ago, three years ago, when he's coming uh, coming out of high school, he was the top ten running back in his class, a four star recruit. And I noticed that the, the one of the scouting reports suggested he really needed to add some weight. He was just over 200 pounds hmm. uh, coming out of high school, and, and now he's bulked up to 225. So uh, he's done exactly what uh, what was suggested there. And uh, th- I think that that's a good starting point for a guy like Spiller who can really do it all. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to pull back the curtain and just be honest with everyone. Everyone knows my affiliation with the Steelers, and they took Najee Harris last year in the first round. So of all the position groups right now, running back's the one I've looked at the least. So I'm very interested and excited to learn about these guys with our audience as well. Um, The little I know about Spiller, other than just seeing his name at the top of the list and things like that, was downhill, power back, Mm -hmm. tough guy. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, not super elusive though. Uh, I would say that's probably not considered one of his, one of his strengths. Um, now I think once he breaks away, right, once he breaks away from contact, uh, he's, he's kind of gaining speed. Okay. Uh, I think he's one of those types of players. Uh, maybe like, uh, I mean, uh, these are probably bad comparisons, but a guy like Nick Chubb, you know, like once he starts rolling, he really starts rolling. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the same type of back as Chubb overall, but right. yeah, I, I get what you're saying with that specific comparison, and, and that's probably true. Uh, you know, on the other end, there, there were several times, it's it's noticeable, unfortunately, that Spiller just gets caught up at, at the line of scrimmage. That mm. that first contact that he has uh, struggles to, to break free from that. So uh, I don't think there's a lot of negatives in Spiller's game, uh, top to bottom. Um, of course that's, that's how he ends up as a, as a RB one or RB two in the class, which is, uh, basically where he is right now. And, and I, I don't know, I, don't, I, I hesitate to use the word consensus when we're talking about rankings or, or ADP with this rookie class, because it's, it's really all over the board. Uh, but certainly almost everybody views him as a top two back in the class. Okay. Um, just in terms of value, at this stage of the process, I mean, it's crazy to compare him to like a Barkley, who everyone knew would be first overall, right? I mean, I mean, Barkley to me was about as easy of a slam dunk for RB one as a rookie as I could remember. Yeah, no, no Barkley in this class at all. Um, I mean, certainly the the running back class overall is considered a weak one. I think we've got. Um, a, a pretty clear top three, depending on how you want to rank those. We're talking mm-hmm. Isaiah Spiller today, uh, but we'll we'll get into Brees Hall. We'll talk Kenneth Walker in the coming days and weeks. Uh, so those those are basically viewed as as the top three guys. I think there's a pretty big drop off after those. Okay, and uh, I don't I don't exactly love the depth of the class either. So. Uh, yeah, I've been there's told a, the same thing on depth. It, like not a lot yeah. of fifth rounders that are going to hit, and you know, it, it doesn't look that way early on. So, big picture question for you about the back class, and we'll get into Spiller more here, of course. Could you see teams really trying to trade up or driving up the value of these top three, just if they're running back needed? You know, your your fantasy teams running back needed and needy, and you just need to maybe overspend for these guys? Could you see some of that happening in rookie drafts? 
in, in rookie drafts or in the NFL draft? Rookie drafts. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. Um, that just that push, that that desire to get one of the one of the, the valuable three. guys. You yeah. know, not there's 12 teams in a league. Not every, not even close to all of them are getting a uh, a decent back from this class. So yeah, I could see that. And in, in a lot of the um, the rookie mock drafts that I've taken part in, I, I've hosted some. I've I've taken part in some as well. Uh, you know, Hall and Spiller are, and Walker as well. They're they're going in the top half of the first round, but they're not. Uh, you know, it's not like they're locked in at, at, at one two by any means. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, Burks that uh, that Kate and Marcus talked about yesterday. Like I said, looks like he's the early favorite to be the one hundred and one. Uh, so it, I think we're we're moving away because of this class. Uh, and and honestly, because of some of the things we've seen in the NFL the past year or two as well, we're moving away from it's got to be a, a running back at 101. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. You'll, I, I hear you saying, right? You you might see you might see Hall or Spiller end up there, uh, or even Walker, I guess. But uh, I I would be surprised, honestly. Okay, I, I was just more worried about teams. Saying, boy, I have to get one of these three. I'm going to take him at two or three, even though he's really the sixth or seventh best prospect in a rookie draft. You know, I think that could certainly happen. Yeah, that okay. could definitely happen. Um, just want to look up or look at some counting numbers for Spiller really quickly, and this is super impressive. Three years for Texas A&M uh, against that SEC competition, over 1,100 total yards in all three years. Uh, also, at least 20 catches in all three seasons for Texas A&M. So um, definitely put uh, put up uh, some impressive numbers for the Aggies in his time there. The reception part, it has me excited. I mean, I'd have to go look at them. Are they all just dump offs or is he a somewhat developed route runner, 225 pounds or, you know, what's his ceiling as a receiver? I, I I would I would not say he's a developed route runner mm-hmm. uh, by any means. I think most people consider Hall, and, and we're talking a lot of Brees Hall and, and these other guys. You know, it's hard to hard to talk one without the other two when when there's just two or three guys in the class. Uh, but I think most people consider Hall the the better receiver and and Makes really sense, yeah. probably the more well rounded back. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I think they're close. Uh, okay. In, okay. In, in rankings and in a lot of these categories, we'll look at. Matt, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation about Isaiah Spiller. All right, let me take a chance here. You know, a little time out of our to talk about RockAuto.com. Um, they've been a really good, good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. 
their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how, do, how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when we continue our Rookie Profile series and talk about Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Isaiah Spiller, Matt, uh, definitely can handle that heavy workload. We talked about the numbers he put up in his time at Texas A&M. Like I said, in the passing game, a reliable, a reliable receiver. Um, Maybe like a four net? Yes. Yeah, I think that's a a, a pretty good comparison uh, as far as what he offers. in. uh, Yeah, yeah, that that gets gets the job done, I think. Um, Explosive. As I said, we talked about kind of having some trouble getting caught in that first contact or, or at the line of scrimmage. Once he's past that, if he's if he gets past that, he is an explosive player, although lacks the elite speed. Okay. One Matt, one website, I don't know if you've seen this. We haven't talked about this, but one website I've been uh, looking at a lot lately, and we're going to use it as we – uh, talk about each of these players is grinding the mocks. Yeah, so, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, great, great what website. What idea that is? He takes every mock draft out there uh, that can be found. There's, there's hundreds of these, Matt. Sure, believe yeah. it or not, uh, actually close, close to a thousand. I think is currently what's what's in the log, uh, which, which is wild. Uh, but essentially finds an ADP of of every relevant player. And it's great because you can track, um, essentially track the player value or the perception of that pl- of every single player. Uh, right now, uh, Isaiah Spiller is projected to be the 52nd overall pick, uh, and, and believe it or not, he's the RB. That makes him the RB one. So a, a yeah. late, late second rounder, good enough to be the first back drafted. And the other two guys we've mentioned, both uh, both Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, the third. Uh, are close behind Spiller, uh, all three guys within 10 picks or so on that website, grinding the mocks. Uh, so, but that, that kind of gives you an idea of the, the running back market. Uh, even, even with the conversation over the past couple of years being uh, that, you know, the running back value overall is down and, and we're not seeing big contracts. We're not seeing first rounders, you know, even going back to the Barkley pick, right? The Barkley pick was a mistake. We've still seen teams, including your team, spend first rounders on running backs. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, the Jaguars did it last season. The Steelers did it last season. Uh, the Chiefs uh, the year before the year with before, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Right. So uh, Harris has had a good year, but I, I think the other two would probably say they regret that pick if they were being probably. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I, I don't think we're going to see any first round rookie running backs this year. That won't be a, a surprise to most of our listeners. Uh, Spiller, Hall, Walker, all likely day two picks, uh, likely second round picks for all three, I would think. Uh, but if you have not checked out Grinding the Mocks, do that. Uh, really, really good information there. Yeah, Grinding the Mocks is really good. Um, it, I, from what I've been told and studied, it wouldn't shock me at all if no running backs taken in the first 50 picks of the NFL draft. Yeah, yeah. and that, that lines up with what uh, they offer us as well. Mm-hmm. As far as Spiller's dynasty value, we got into it a little bit. I do expect him to be a top five rookie pick in dynasty rookie drafts, um, but the the range there is is pretty big. I mean, uh, landing spot and draft capital could uh, could all work out that he becomes the one hundred and one. Uh, I, I did a mock draft with uh, some of the guys from Dynasty League Football from DLF uh, the week before last, and and he was chosen at one hundred and one. So hmm, that's okay. That's that's within the range, right? Um, but he could he could be that 105 or even fall out of the top five uh, with a poor landing spot or, or if he falls to the third round of the NFL draft. Something like that could push him down towards the middle part of the first round of rookie drafts. Uh, ultimately, based on that potential top five uh, rookie pick status, I expect him to be a fourth, fourth or fifth rounder in uh, dynasty startups, we will be beginning. We'll be starting those February mocks at DLF very soon. Uh, those are always my favorite because they do involve and include the rookies for the first time. So we They're don't have telling. You can learn a lot from those. They they really are. We yeah. don't have an ADP on uh, on Isaiah Spiller yet or any of these rookies, but we will uh, hopefully by next week. I like it. I like it. I know we're going to talk landing spot here, but I have a feeling that's really going to be a deciphering factor between Spiller, Hall, Walker, you know, I mean, where, where they end up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they're all close enough right now that uh, an ideal landing spot for one versus the other two would, would change rankings and change ADP uh, quite a bit. I looked at six teams that I see as having a, a pretty significant need at the running back position. And uh, depending on, depending on free agency plans, the, these could change certainly, but you, you talk about Atlanta, of course they spent on Mike Davis last year and also had quarter L Patterson. Um, He's a free agent. Yeah. Patterson's a free agent. I don't think they can count on Davis for really anything. Arizona, both of their top two guys, Connor and Edmonds are free agents. Houston, you know, the the cupboard is bare there. Uh, Miami, I think seems like Gaskin is trending down. Uh, So wouldn't be surprised if they added back, especially with McDaniel in town. Now Uh, Seattle, Carson hurt always Rashad Penny, uh, came on strong at the end of the year, but he's a free agent. And then Tampa Bay, Fournette, free agent. Ronald Jones, free agent. Free agent yeah. Even Gio Bernard is a free agent. So they're left with Keyshawn Vaughn and not much else. Uh, so Arizona, Tampa Bay, especially if, if they keep Fournette, if they keep Connor, um, maybe they would fall off this list. But uh, in, in general, Matt, which one of these sticks out as an ideal landing spot for Isaiah Spiller. We haven't had this conversation yet, but you mentioned the new head coach in Miami. And one of my first responses on Peacock and Williamson when he was named, coming over from the 49ers, of course, was, 
Whoever Miami's lead back is next year is going to be on my fantasy team. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's all I need to know. And I think their offensive line might be the worst in the league right now, but uh, I still want their running back in fantasy. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I'm I'm buying in on uh, on Mike McDaniel, and you know I'm I'm buying what he's selling. So yep. even if it's Especially Gaskin that looks like the lead yeah. back, I'll uh, I'll be a buyer there, and and certainly if it's Isaiah Spiller, I will be. Yeah, if we can get some inclination who it might be, try to be proactive to get that guy. Matt, good conversation about Isaiah Spiller today. We're going to do it all again tomorrow. Talk about one of your guys, Garrett Wilson. I know you've been checking out the wide receivers a little bit. That is it for today's show, though. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.